Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. Hi, Sean. Hi, Jack. How are you? Oh, extremely well, thank you. Extremely well. Uh, And you? Very well. You're not on holiday. Not this... uh, I've been away for the weekend, which is very nice. And it was my birthday, actually. Oh, um, happy birthday. Thank you very much. So we had a, a nice time. Uh, it was, if you're listening to this later on in the year, it was September was my birthday. So uh, incredibly, I swam in the sea and it, it's still okay down in Sussex. That was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> did Dolly get really in nice. the sea? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, though we did have staying with us, we had Lenny the Dalmatian and he loves to jump in the sea. But he has this thing where he'll go galloping into the water because he loves it. And then he gets out of his depth and realizes he can't swim has to be pulled out and then he'll shake himself off on the beach and then run in and do it all over again. <laughs> so that was that's, uh, that was great. So yeah, but no, Dolly just watches on with mild contempt from the uh, from the safety of the sand. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, it's the 32nd episode of Oh My Dog. That's a special one. one. Yeah, Yeah, it always is a big special one for everyone. Everyone knows, 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. But we've had a question from Michelle. She's Mm -hmm. got in touch to say, can you tell us about how you two became friends? First of all, I'd say colleagues. And where the idea for Oh My Dog came from. Uh, Listen from day one and love you guys. Uh, Michelle, daughter Molly and three-year-old rescued greyhound Thunder. Oh, excellent, Michelle. That's uh, that's very nice. I uh, I don't know when we when when did we meet then, Sean? Do you remember? We met very briefly. I was the warm up on an episode of QI that you were. Oh, really? Really? Yes. That must have been some time ago with Stephen Fry in yes. the chair, I imagine. Yeah. Yes. Um, absolutely. Was it the one with Sandy Toxic as a guest and Ronnie Ancona? You don't remember? Uh. I'm not sure. I think it was probably yes. Did you do a lot of warm-up work then in those days? No, there was. I didn't know because I it all went a bit peak tong when I was the warm-up. For Have I got news for you? Ah oh, yes. And uh, Alexander Armstrong was the host, and I forgot uh-huh. to bring him on. Ah okay. <laughs> so one of the warm-ups. Yeah, you had one job. You got one job. <laughs> <laughs> and was was uh, Alexander was he forgiving or did everyone find it funny or well I I, ne- I never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> did you do warm up? Left a frosty atmosphere and didn't <laughs> introduce the host. Yeah. Uh, I did once. I did do it once, and uh, it was I thought it was the best. You're gig- a strange choice for a warm up. I really am. I'm a really bad choice for a warm-up. But it was before I was known at all, really. It was a really early job. And uh, I was absolutely delighted with it because it was good money 
And uh, I think it was just for um, a first episode and it was absolute chaos. So I was really nervous about doing this warm up because it's a difficult thing to do is warming up a studio audience before the main thing and they don't know who you are. And because they were running so far behind, in the end, they just said, can you just go on and tell everyone where the fire exits are? And that's all we need you to do today. And I still got paid. So I didn't, oh, I didn't mind. Oh, the dream. Yeah. It was the dream gig. Oh, so, you've given, uh, by the way, you've given away what my tour show's like. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I, that's a really tough gig, that one. But you were very nice. And you. I remember I came off on the episode you were on and you were very nice. And you said, oh, I see what's happened here. They've, they've tried to stitch up the people on the show. With the warm-up app. Uh, by having... Uh, gone, yeah, because it had gone, it'd gone relatively well. I'd gotten away with it, should we say. Okay. And, so you uh, ripped it up and I... Uh, and I, Yeah, okay, good. Well, I'm glad I was... Uh, I was uh, but I always am, in generally speaking. I would never be... Uh, I'm always nice to... Especially warm-ups, because I know what that feels like. You're doing everyone a favour, and sometimes not to even be acknowledged is a tough thing. But there are people who spend their lives doing it, and they're very good, aren't they? Oh, yes. You know. Yes, they're they very good. I mean, there are types of warm-ups that get the crowd singing and dancing. I'm not... I'm There's that not. sort of thing, you know. But if you if you get into doing a, a comedy routine, inevitably the, the floor manager will stop you just as you get to your punchline. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry, we're ready to go now. Do you mind? And you're just left hanging. We also did a Live at the Apollo together. You were hosting. But I suppose right. you don't know this, and I've only just remembered this. Basically, it turns out that I'm a stalker. I happened to be in the room with the producer. I don't know why. I think I was working on a show. He was the producer of Live at the Apollo, and he had the names of the hosts in front of him. Right. And he said, which episode do you want to be on, Eddie Izzard's or Jack D's? Mm. And um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I, I said, well, obviously, I, I said Eddie Izzard's, but then he wouldn't allow it. <laughs> It's full. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then I picked you, and that's how we did live at the Apollo together. Ah, okay. So you chose me. Oh, yeah. Is that creepy? Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward, we're doing a podcast together. Yeah. So, but we've, we've uh, just so Michelle gets a full picture of we've subsequently encountered each other on the circuit, and uh, yes. we have uh, same agency. We're from the same agency, aren't we? Yes. Uh, we also um, did bad... Why are you avoiding... I thought I'll let you bring up bad move, but you seem to be avoiding the thing that we I really know each other from, which is the sitcom. Yes, that's true, the sitcom. We did do bad move, two series of that, uh, in which you were very, very funny. It was uh, We had the idea that you would play this um, this kind of rock star who lived in the in the area. But you know, you told me something I've observed. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Yes, I played no, no, a rock star. No, there was nothing more to add than that. I well, I thought... I remember... So... There was this character and I thought that, I thought that, I've said this to you before, that I thought it would add something to it if this character Grizzo was almost acting in, it was almost like he was in a different sitcom. And I got this idea from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where if you watch it, it's one of my favourite films, Alan Rickman, there seems to be this film that's going on where Kevin Costner wants to win like an Academy Award for Best Picture. That's the kind of tone of this Robin Hood film. But then Alan Rickman's in it, almost doing a panto. Yes, yes. And I thought that would be that would be effective if you've got you and you're playing a kind of version of yourself, Jack. And then you've got this rock star who's from another world, who's from another program. And so he's a sort of extra but then Grizzo was really extravagant and sort of like spat like that, went, Oh Steve, I've got a carousel. And then about halfway through the series. 
you told me that you got the idea for the character, if you don't mind me saying, mm. from, from Alex James of Blur. Yes, it was. It was because I was talking to him. We were on a, a show together and I got talking to him in the green room and <laughs> uh, and he just happened to mention that he was doing this food festival thing. Cheese, and it, wasn't it? it? Yeah, well, he, he got into making cheese and I said, <laughs> and so you started making cheese? And he said, yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird thing that I started making it as a hobby and it just... It just sort of blew up, really, and it's now all over the world. It's a global brand, and, you know, and it's almost without effort, he just created this masterpiece of commercial cheese making. I'm sure it's a very good cheese as well, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's not. And then, no, of course, not. and then he goes into the food festival thing, and uh, he says, "Yeah, it's a bit funny." I was talking to uh, Jamie Oliver, and we thought that would be a laugh, wouldn't it? And it's become this sort of huge thing. And it happens every year now. We've had to change to a different location because we didn't have room for all the maypoles and, you know, <laughs> marquees and that. And I just love this idea that this guy, he's got a kind of Midas touch, effortlessly turning everything into something great, you know, and <laughs> almost without any awareness of how, how smart and clever he yes. is. And I like that. And I thought that was what Grizzo had a touch of is just you know he just would do what he wanted to do and it all worked out really well didn't it yes that's wonderful but i always thought well why didn't you tell me that before we started the series and i wouldn't be doing it like this <laughs> well because i think that would have been too much to load onto your shoulders you know it's, okay yeah i think that would have been so yeah you've got to be basic on that i think that would have been probably a, a bum steer for you and i thought what you did was really good on it i'm not here to just sort of compliment you no normally, it was great but- we had a great yeah, laugh. it was fun. It was fun, wasn't it? And yeah, without it that, there's no Oh My Dog. There would have been no Oh My Dog. And uh, yeah, as I say, fast forward, you know, however many years later, we're now doing uh, a podcast all about dogs to other dog owners and lovers. And, uh, and that's how these things go. And people are loving it. And the podcast was your idea, wasn't it? it, well, it, it well, I suppose it was. Yeah, it was. But I thought that the dogs, you know, people love their dogs. And it's a very kind of cutesy world and you, we go to the park and, and everyone communicates with this this language that's just about yeah. dogs. You can stand at, like we've talked about this, you stand at a park and you talk to these people that you see on a weekly basis, sometimes yeah. a daily yeah. basis. You don't know their names, but you know the dog's yeah. names. I know, it's and, a fascinating, it's just an intriguing way to communicate with other people, isn't it? And it's, uh, I had... I felt successfully avoided doing a podcast for you know uh, how many know. years they've been around, but I was I was really intrigued by the idea of doing it, and I think it's been good fun, hasn't it? It's been very good fun, mm. yeah. a lovely thing to do on a weekly basis. Yeah, and, and now we have a voice note. We have. Let's have a listen to that. Who's this from? From Becky in Crowmarch, isn't it in in Oxfordshire? Yes, she sent us a, a voice note about her three dogs. Let's have a listen to that. My husband and I have three dogs a 14-year-old rescue Labradane called Bella, a seven-year-old Sprocker Spaniel called Flora, and a five-year-old Sprocker Spaniel called Beatrix. Their nicknames are pretty mental. Bella is Bella Rooney, Boonies, Boonicle Bums, Boonie Pies, and Pie Face. Floras are Flora Bunny, Bunkies, Bunkin' the Weezy-Vees, <laughs> Bunky Pies, and Beatrix doesn't have many but I did used to call her rat face when she was a puppy because she had a little rat face 
And she's also called Beaky because my nephew couldn't say Beatrix. Voice, I think is off the scale mad. And I can't believe I'm just about to show you, but here we go. Laura Bunny, come and see your mama and give mama a cuddle. My little bunk in the wheezy ways. And I also sometimes sing, Hush little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mocking bed. So that's my life. I'll await the white van. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. That was, that was lovely. I think one day we'll have to do a compilation tape with all those different voices because yes. it's, it's a kind of bedlam out there of, of mad dog voices, isn't there? I hope someone's listening to that in their car with the windows down, full blast. <laughs> there will be. There will be. I'm sure there will be. We've got a terrific guest, haven't we, this week? Gareth yes. Locke. Yeah. Gareth Locke is a TV personality, as you know, who worked in the fashion industry before coming to prominence on the show Made in Chelsea. He hosts two podcasts, Friends with Benefits and Newly Dads. And you can watch his journey into fatherhood on his new show with husband Ollie Locke. It's called Daddy Diaries on YouTube. Uh, but we don't want to hear about all of Gareth's amazing achievements. We want to get to know him through his dogs. Hello, Gareth. Hello. Sean, how are you? Hello, Gareth. Hello, Jack. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's very good of you to join us because, uh, first of all, Gareth, you're a new dad, aren't you? I am a new dad, yes. yeah. Uh, they are currently 12, 12 weeks old and um, wow. yeah, they're, they're, they've got the measure of me. <laughs> they don't have twins. you got twins. Jack got has twins. twins. Mate, I have got twins, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a boy and a girl. They are yes. 12 weeks old and they're organised to take me down. <laughs> yeah. so I tell you exactly what everyone says to you. You're so lucky you got twins because basically you don't you don't know any difference. So you don't have this. You got the one kid and then you got the comparison, whatever. And then yeah, like you get the job done yeah. in the same time. So I'm yes, very very much now. Maybe later down the line, I'll think yeah, we might have another one. But I'm you know oh. I'm two and done. Yeah, I mean it is. It's an instant family, isn't it? You've got you have got that advantage. Yeah. It is. It's. I've got my new. My, well, my nuclear family. Yes, I've never looked at it like that. That's cut. You've. Yes, that's a good way of looking at it. If you want, if you choose, you're you're done. You won't. You know, there's no only child. No, you never have to yeah. do this again. I've got that only child syndrome. One way, you know, I'm just going to obviously load all the love onto one. I've got two. They've got each other. You know, support system. They're falling out with Ollie and I. They've got each other to fall back on. It is arguably that's a good perfect. way to do it. However, yeah, there are two of them, and that is the problem. That is yeah. the major issue. <laughs> One cries, yes, the other yes. one cries. And then also, if you're on your own, my husband Ollie's been out doing some um, TV stuff in the last few days. And um, yeah. feeding them at the same time is impossible. Like those twin feeding pillows, absolute <laughs> nonsense, don't work at all. One starts falling yeah. down a gap, yeah. then they start, one starts shaking, oh, burp, then, you, know, you know the drill. And then also, they've just got this twin tuition where basically I started off feeding them in the same room. One sets off to start crying because they know the other one's being fed. So I was like, right, they can hear that. So I went downstairs two floors. What happens? On the monitor, the baby starts crying. So there's this weird link they've got where they know the other one's being fed. And they have no patience for me doing that at all. They have no understanding of how difficult it is. So, yeah, no. it is. It comes with this challenge. Well, well done. Apparently it gets easier. Stick with it. Yeah, well, I think that, yeah, I don't really have that choice now, really. Probably yeah. public perception wise, if I stick them up for adoption, it'd be bad. 
yeah, it gets easier in in about fourteen years' time. You'll realise that it's just got no, to be easier. Say that. Some, someone said to me eight months. Someone said, "Get yeah. you get to eight months, yeah. and then suddenly it goes like that." Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's called a lie. Oh, don't say that to me. Don't say yeah. that to me. Yeah. No, this is little bits of hope. That's what I'm holding on to. <laughs> Gareth, now you also on top of uh, your twins, you have two dogs. Yeah, I do. I've got one here. So we've got Aslan. Oh. This is Aslan. Jack, you've got a long hair chihuahua, haven't you? I've got a long hair chihuahua as well, yes. And yeah, this and this is, is Aslan, is it? This is Absolutely Aslan, sweet. which is perfect. I was expecting yeah. to see a, a dog that looked more like a lion, well, to be honest with you. No, so what, what's on. happened here? Sean, he's got a mane. So it was either going to be Aslan, which is turned yes. into the lion, or Scar from The Lion King. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who has a long hair chihuahua probably wouldn't understand that Scar is probably a better personality trait for them because they are the most territorial pack animal going. So yes, he is yeah. oh, all right. wildly, well, I say wildly aggressive. He's very protective, very pack mentality. So I think he's seen the twins come home and he basically, we did all this big sort of intro, like how humans do it. We were advised by this dog expert. Well, hang on. That's, yeah. This is what we're here for. Yeah. What is that? So what was this ritual? We were in, we were in NICU, so the neonatal for about, uh, four or five weeks so we've got all these muzzies and all these things that smell of them we've got the babies on us and all of that so you come home you make a big fuss of the dogs because we've got aslan who is two so it's just yeah. sort of got out that puppy stage and now he's he's become a bit of an adult and then we've got bear who is 10 he's a pomeranian chihuahua rescue that we got and bear is bears like nana from peter pan you know the one with the little blue bonnet that looks after the kids that is bear no worry about bear at all right he was the worry so we did this thing, they get all the scent. Then when we come home from the hospital, the kids are upstairs in their bassinets. You go yeah. downstairs, dogs are downstairs, make a fuss of the dog, get them to smell the scents and things like that. And then you go upstairs with the dogs and then discover them together. This worked. Like not only did it work, the Chihuahua, okay. who is the pack mentality, you know, he's got he's got his pack. Yes. I think his sort of thought process was I've got two new recruits. So, you know, we just become stronger. <laughs> so anyone that comes in, he's actually very protective about them. And he's always, if they start crying, oh. he'll go over and do that. Because, oh. yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> this is the thing. I absolutely love dogs. Dogs are like my passion. Yeah. Like, and right. in my mind, if someone did something to a dog that they were, you know, being abused to a dog, whatever, before having kids, for me, that absolutely killed me. Because I yeah. love dogs and I appreciate yes. having dogs. Of course. We did... Um, filming a series away in Bali and one of the big things in Bali is all, all the stray dogs and everything like that ah, and I was, right. I was taking a walk in the wonderful Chow Wang and came across a dog that had been hit by a car and its leg was like hanging off and all that oh, sort of God. thing which is for me I, I literally emotional hate it like I mm. see a dog suffering like dogs you know there's so much kindness yeah. to them. Um, so I came back to Oles and I think by the time I got back to the house, I'd seen about another four dogs in that situation. I just said to him, look, oh. how bad would you feel if I started rounding up some dogs and taking them to the vet and doing their vet bills? Mm. <laughs> Which begrudgingly he said, yeah, absolutely fine. He knows what I'm like. And was like, yeah, go mm. for it. But the good thing about out there is because obviously it's such a rife problem. When people go there and they see that, they go and endow all these dog charities. So actually, there's this amazing thing for anyone who ever goes to Bali and sees that. There's this thing called Barwa Dog Trust. And you literally take a photo on WhatsApp, pin the location, they come pick them up and sort them out. Oh. Yeah. What's it called again? It's called Barwa, B-A-W-A. 
It's okay. um, a charity in Bali. But I mean, you know, it's an ama- amazing thing. And obviously, mm. they're neutering them and yes, trying to yeah. stop the issue. But that was yeah. before having kids for me. Well, well was, done. Yeah. I'm trying to get my sainthood. OBE? Yes. MBE? Yeah. What could I get? <laughs> yeah. Get, yeah. <laughs> it sounds as though you've always had dogs, Ollie. Did you grow up around dogs? And, uh, do you know what? I've just called you Ollie. You I do, do beg your pardon. Don't worry, so. it, 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 you know, the <laughs> thing is, it's because you've got the same last name. So people always yes. get, get that confused. So. Don't worry, forgive you. Um, we'll start that again. It sounds as though you always had dogs, Gareth. <laughs> I, I have, quite, I've always had dogs. Yeah, my. Do you know what the dog I had when I was younger, or dogs, were Rottweilers. Oh wow! Which are amazing dogs. Amazing dogs. They get a terrible oh, reputation, but it's probably down to terrible owners. Yes. And yeah, I think over the time from when I was born to about twenty, we had thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen in total. Thirteen Rottweilers. Yeah, yeah. One, what? Not not all at once. I think the most we had four at one stage. Um, and because one of them right. had a litter and actually I'll tell you what one of the best things and I think when our kids are around six we're, we're gonna look to yeah. get a bigger dog I mean I'm, I really want a retriever but I mean the hair maintenance and the keep up in the house yeah. is is a nightmare but of course of it, course it, yeah and you know it's, it really does end up like something like Marley and me but I, I want to get I can, can I just stop you there yeah. I've never I, I, that actually came up on whatever streaming platform I was watching the other day I thought shall I watch this I couldn't watch Marley and me right. I'm it's ne- I've never been told what happens at the end, but it's it, it seems to be pretty obvious that it's it's upsetting. I mean, yeah. It, Is it, that right? Well, Jack, have you seen Marley and Me? I haven't. No, I don't know it's, it. It's oh, Owen Wilson and um, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Okay. I mean, to, to be fair, it's not like Cujo. Owen Wilson's acting does help soften the loss of the dog at the end. It's not. It's not. Have you seen A Dog's Purpose? No. I, come on. I, I had trouble watching Isle of Dogs, which is stop motion, and that the dogs are a bit injured, and occasionally you'll see a skeleton of a dog, yeah. and it's just puppetry, and I, yeah. I had difficulty watching oh, well, that. Well, don't, yeah, don't go on, <laughs> the Barwa Dog Trust I mentioned earlier, don't go on that list. And, well, I mean, if they're like before and after photos, it looks like someone's gone through Queer Eye, you know, where they've, they've turned someone yeah. around and given them a makeover. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but a bit, a bit, a bit more awful because you know the dogs—they've got mange, they've got all this. So yeah. probably don't of go course. on that if you're doing that. I mean, you've got all a right. podcast about dogs. You got to watch Marley and Me. It's actually maybe that's do. what we'll do for next for yeah. the next it's episode the is we'll watch Marley and Me yeah. together. We'll yeah. do a, a goggle box of Marley and yeah. Me. That would be brilliant. Yeah, just in tears, get the yeah. tissue. That's a good idea. But it's, it's it's one of those things where I think having a family where I'm thinking my kids get to six, and you know I'm not going to get another dog before then partly because my, okay, my no. twins are going to probably have me in the ground by then. But yes. I think six is a good age. They know they've got responsibility so they can come out for a walk with a dog with, the da- with dads. You know, they get a bit older and go out yeah. and take them on their own. And I just really want a retriever. But that aside, yeah. it's just quite a nice lesson about responsibility. And I mean, eventually, you know, 10, 12 years, what's going to happen. But I, I think a family pet is quite integral. And that's, I grew up with that. You know, I, and do I you think you learned from that? Yeah. Do you think you learn you learnt life lessons that you hold with you? Yeah, don't go near them when they're feeding. Rottweilers are not the best ones to do that with. But uh, other okay. than that, yeah. it's okay. it's good responsibility. You know, it's good. You're, you're raising an animal that actually dogs dogs just have this sort of unconditional love. Whereas you know, I'm not a cat person. Cats are just the epitome of indifference. You know. Uh, I yes, just it's yes. and you know they just don't I it's it's uh, like Aslan I don't know Jack if you're yes. if you're if your chihuahua is the same basically will just yeah. want to be on you or if you if you're going totally. to sleep will be wanting to touch you like like a sort of wolf pack Absolutely. so they know if you move yes, so then they're up 
And it is, yes. it is, it is a real unconditional love where they're just obsessed with you. So with Aslan, Gareth, Jack, Jack, Jack has a little ritual where before he settles down to watch telly, yeah. he'll feed Dolly tiny bits of cheese. Right. And then Dolly will have half a pig's blanket. And only then will she climb up Jack and, and watch the telly with him. Do you have these kind of little rituals? I mean, you, it sounds like she's done a number on you that like my twins are doing on me. Um, do, do I have these rituals? I tell you what, actually, something I've got into the other day, and it is a bit sad, and it's a bit of one of those things that you see online and whatever, but have you seen the dog paw balm? Oh, no. no. It's like dog paw and nose balm. So basically, oh, right, right. It's, here we go. go on, tell us about this. Basically, you know, you get you get into one of these social media holes, whatever, and obviously, a lot of the stuff that's pointed towards <laughs> me is about dogs because you know he's either listening yes. to me or I'm. I go into a hole where basically I'm just looking through puppy pictures and thinking, should I have had twins or should I have just got more dogs? Twins, <laughs> twins, twins, twins are the answer. Twins are the answer. But yes, twins. Really. Twins are the answer. Um, anyway, and then it's this. It's it almost looks like a roll-on stick of deodorant. And then basically, you know, they come out, they've gone walking around, you know, Fulham, Chelsea, wherever we are. There's lots of mess on the floor. So they come home, they get their little paws clean, wet wipes, and then it's this balm. So it basically softens them and makes them all like nice and black and shiny. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so he's got that little like pamper process. It's a kind of dog, almost like dog moisturiser. It's a bit of like a dog hand massage that I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah, just dog moisturiser. Yeah. And you do it for yeah. their nose and he absolutely loves it. It's mainly because typically what I was doing was going to town with him on a wet wipe on his feet. And he, he wasn't so into that because he basically no. wanted his feet smelling of the pee that he stepped in somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need to try this, Jack. What? Wet wipes and balms. Uh, balms. Just roll on, roll on balm. They love it. They love it. And then they've got soft little paws. So when they're crawling all over you and they're not scratching you away, it's the best and thing And what about the nose? I, and you rub it on their nose as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they say I haven't, I don't really do it on his nose because I think the nose is always a good sign to know whether they're well or not, isn't it? If it's if the dog doesn't have a wet if nose, if it's wet, if it's wet, yeah. if it's wet, you're good. If it's dry, then you, then you got a bit of an issue, don't you? So I think oh, um, I see. It's just the pause, and it's I'm, I'm doing like an A B test again. So I've got Bear and Aslan. So I've done it on Aslan for a week yes. and just seen. Is it? <laughs> it? But you know, it's it's. I bought it off Instagram for like nine ninety nine. So essentially, it's probably going right. to be snake oil. You know, it's not. It's going to be an <laughs> yeah. absolute tribe. And then, and then suddenly, I realise I've got a subscription, and you know, another ten turn up next month, and I can't figure out how to cancel the bloody thing. So I, um, of course, so yes. I, I had done an AB test. So Aslan started off four weeks in, paws look great, loving life. So now I've started on bear as well. But that is, wow. it's just like a little, like you know, just. Bit of bit of time and attention. I mean, the problem with Bear is now ten and he's not particularly interested in us. So he's 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 right. become that sort of independent. Uh, right. Whereas our two year old okay. Aslan, he gives a lot, so he gets a lot. I see that Bear won Celebrity Dog of the Year. What was that about? When did that happen? That was Bear was it was twenty Celebrity it was 20... Dog of the Year. It's ridiculous. He beat Leo Ferdinand's dog, he beat Lewis Capaldi, he beat Camilla Parker Bell's dog. Um, <laughs> wow. who else did he beat? He beat everyone. He absolutely landed. <laughs> He beat them all. And do you know what? He got paid oh. more than I've ever been paid to do any promotional thing ever at that stage. <laughs> and I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And not only that, he did a photo shoot. It is typically no, one, of, really? one of the, yeah, it's typically one of these things. I hate taking photos because we always have photos or videos or whatever taken of us. And it just gets to the point where I think we went to the NTAs the other day and you know the, what the, bloody cattle market that is going down i'm just like oh please stop taking another photo so i never take photos so everyone's like what dog do you have so i was like 
oh, I don't really have a photo of my phone, so I have to Google him. But that is, luckily, <laughs> Slave Dog of the Year. I can Google away. Yeah. Online. I mean, yes. it makes me look terribly narcissistic, but it's, it is a thing. I have a, a, a recommendation for you, as yeah. you've given us so many. Do you know the app back then? No. What is it? Ah, this is a very nice app. You know, you take all your photos, and then there's this app called Back Then, and you put your photos of your your, your twins yeah. and your dogs, and you kind of enter it into Back Then. And then it becomes this, it's like a photo calendar, but it has a timeline. Right. So you can kind of watch, it's almost like a flip book of watching your dogs and your children age. Very sweet. Right. You can go back and... <laughs> what? It, it, what? It's essentially the same as just a... As the album no, on iPhone. No, tell, tell me no, what the USP no. is and what, what have you been what have you been sold yeah. here? This sounds worth oh, a yeah. dog poor barn. No, yeah. All right. Let me get okay, well we'll look we'll continue. I'll have to I'll have to ask my other half, Grace, on what on what the point of this is. Do you not have it on your phone? Well I do no, I do It's obviously no, that it's... good that you don't have it on your own phone, Sean. With your main photo album, yeah, it's just a bunch of photos. It's normally train times, Wi-Fi codes. Oh god, random screenshots. Stuff like that. The amount of times I've yeah, screenshot my phone of WhatsApps. Yeah. So this is where this is a place where you put all of your baby photos. Right. Okay. And your dog photos. Almost like the album function on a phone. No, 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 <laughs> yes. no, no, no. But hang on, hang on. Wait, no, wait. I've remembered. I've worked it out. Right, Sorry, okay. I've got it. You'll be able to share the photos with Ollie. So Ollie takes any pictures of, of Bear and Aslan right. and the twins. He'll upload them to back then. Okay. And then you take your photos and you upload them. So you get all of the photos. It's a cloud drive that is categorised into albums. I really thought that was going to go gonna, down better than no, it no, did. No, no. I'm, I'm going to download it because you're back very then. passionate about it. So there's obviously something here. Thank you. Are you trying to get them as a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, that would be. That would be nice. Or anyone. Well... <laughs> Heard it here first, team. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Could yeah. you sponsor us, please, Gareth? Read the poor bomb. Hey, the amount I've been charged for poor bomb for dogs. I mean, yeah. that, would, that would make sense. Purina, they've got loads of money. Get do, you, Purina. do you have a special voice that you use for your dogs, Gareth? And 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 does Ollie as well? And how do they right. differ? So I yes, I've got this thing where I basically call my dogs several different names, and they yes. respond to all. They respond yeah. to all. Of them. Don't worry, this is common. You're on safe ground. Aslan became Aslania, which then Aslania Melania. So then he became Flotus, first lady of the United States. Now he's become Floaty. Okay. He's currently on Asmodeus Schilling, uh, which is his spy name. <laughs> and I, I, I typically, when I went into it, I sort of wanted him to have like, you know, like an, a, Mex a Mexican restaurant because he's Chihuahua. So he's from Chihuahua. He'd be like, you know, back in back in Mexico, like I say, you go to Juarez, very dangerous, very dangerous. But he's actually just got quite a little posh English little voice. Okay. He's like, hello, daddy. Like, yes, I'll have this today, please. Oh, brilliant. Oh, this, daddy? Okay. It's, like, oh, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is, yeah, yeah. But it is mad, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, is yeah. You basically just do this. Can both of you vocalise on behalf of your dogs or is it just you? Yeah. We both do do it. Yeah. I mean, there was, um, Ollie once had Bear singing a rendition of, I can't remember what the song it was. <laughs> That it was one of the songs from Les Miserables. I think it was like, <laughs> into the darkness, da -da -da, da -da, spirit is willing. And basically just had him like doing that and we recorded it. And I mean, oh, a first thing in the morning, hadn't, you know, just, just woken up. It's probably the funniest thing that I'd seen all week. And there is just this weird thing, isn't it? I can go, I can be at home and for an hour go and have a back and forth conversation with my dog. When it's not with my dog, it's actually with myself. Yes. You know? 
What, um, what yeah, is that about? I'm so glad that I'm, <laughs> yes, because you're the only guest who I think has done that. And I've, I've admitted to a similar sort of crisis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I'll, I'll be getting there, I'll be getting their dog food ready. Yeah. Oh, yes, daddy, this one, please, daddy. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's, it's just nuts. But everyone does it, surely. Yeah. No, they don't. Oh, they don't admit. What's it. more common is that you have a voice that you use to speak yeah. to the dog. But actually, your dog speaking on your behalf is is less common. Yeah. yeah. So I speak to Mildred. Mildred's nickname is the Mornos. The Mornos. So Mildred, the Mornos. You come in, the little Mornos, and I'll give you the lovings, and you give me the schnobbers, oh, and I'll give you the kisses, and you want the rubber bandits. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> very normal, standard stuff. Yeah, I yeah, used yeah. that voice in a cafe in my local cafe the other day. Forgetting that actually it is slightly strange. Did you have the dog with you? I did have the I did have the dog, but Mildred had kind of wandered off, and I said, <laughs> I, "I said, Morlos, Morlos, come back here. What are you doing?" And and um and everyone started laughing at me, and it was it was quite embarrassing. Did you think that, that is, there's that comic from yeah. the TV is is lo- lost the plot? <laughs> no, you can just pretend to be. Who's the other guy you got mistaken for the other day? It was um, Josh Whittaker. Josh Whittaker, just pretend to be. If anyone said anything, you'd be like, no, it wasn't me, it's Josh Whittaker. Occasionally, Josh can sound like he is yes. putting on a yes. dog voice because he goes quite then, high, goes quite high pitch. Yes. Come here, what are you doing? Yeah, he's got four. Exactly. He's got four. Carly, get back here now. Yeah. Get down from get, the shelves. If you get a call from the Daily Mail saying you're having a breakdown in a cafe whilst Mildred's <laughs> wandered off somewhere and you're basically just talking to yourself in this voice, yeah. just be like, it wasn't me, it was Josh yeah, Whittaker. It's, it's very convincing, <laughs> right. isn't it? Yeah. And, and are the dogs in the house, do they have the free reign of the house? Uh, are they allowed everywhere? They are allowed everywhere. They oh, are. And to be, well, whether it's a good thing or not, when I was younger, my dogs were never allowed upstairs. They knew that they wouldn't be allowed yeah. upstairs. Bigger dogs, they molt whatever yeah. whereas you know i mean i'm ashamed to say aslan since he's a puppy sleeps on our bed or basically in our bed he sleeps above our pillow and bear sleeps under the bed because he's not really giving as much as he used to um but we moved into this new house and i sort of blame it on yeah. it's basically a house of stairs yeah so it's quite yeah. tall and then we've got a back garden yeah. typical sort of london house stint or whatever and i learned about dogweed and wall carpet and the fact that basically, once it happens, it can't unhappen. Um, <laughs> so they do have free reign of the house. They have. With, there's been some falling out, but I mean, ugh, no. you just can't stay mad at them, can you? So no. I've, um, I've I've constructed this entire sort of hidden green patch, sort of you know the, the sort of grass you get on the grocery table that in a, in a see, sort of, yeah. you know nineties sort of grocery, yeah. which I keep changing out. And I've gradually taught them to go there. Did install a dog flap, neither had any interest in that. Um, and then I did worry about foxes. But yeah, I mean, they are allowed anywhere. And I mean, they have basically Jackson Pollock the entire carpet upstairs and it has to be replaced. But, you know, still love them. <laughs> what's that? What's this? You're talking about like a patch of AstroTurf that you keep indoors. No, it's not indoors. It's not indoors. Basically, Sorry. the entire the entire of the back garden's paved, right? Oh! When we yes. had the twins, we had to be at home for a couple of weeks. And I'm a project DIY man, so I was like, I need to do something. So I did the garden. And we got this back bed and planted it all up. A couple of weeks in, every plant's dying in there. And, yes. Um, look into it, and the dogs have basically exterminated everything yes. by, right. by going to the loo on it. So I then got this anti-dog spray from online again a bit of a sucker for a dog product yeah doesn't work doesn't work not like the poor bomb it doesn't work okay 
And then I no, went and bought this just patch of AstroTurf, literally yeah. cheap, cheap as you like. Like, you know, it looks like a cheap piece of grass. Hit it behind some planters, and now they've got their own little sort of toilet getaway. Oh. And it's working. I mean, we have a couple of accidents. You are very organised. Well done. The motivation is them basically just going to town, destroying the house by peeing all over it. And I mean, it is, yes, that'll I do it. this is probably one for when people have puppies, but I don't know if you're ever conscious of this. You go into someone's house and if you're not a dog owner, I think they're very aware that you own dogs. So, you know, there might have been a bit of mess somewhere or they're molting or, you know, the yeah. dog needs a bath or something. Yes. I am an out and out dog person and I'm always around dogs. So I go into my house and I'm like, does this smell normal in here or does it not? And then my father, who is like, I mean, he keeps his house like a sort of German hospital. It's like <laughs> clinical. The scent you get in there is bleak. It's like, it's like bleach. And sadly, he had a dog. I mean, it's a sterile environment. If you want an operation anywhere and you can't go to a hospital, do it there. But um, he comes in the house. He's like, smells a bit doggy in here. And I'm like, I'm just nose blind to it. But also, it's, I, it's, it's just dog people and not dog people. And then yes. the question that we always have yeah. to get to with all our guests, Gareth, is where do you stand with letting your dogs kiss you on the mouth? How does that go down with you? Zach, I'm not going to lie. I actually feed my dogs from my mouth. I what? Full on. Yeah. What are you talking um, about? Not like penguin regurgitation, but I'll have a bite of something and see if a bit left out. And as I'm on cup up and be like, so much so, I've actually got this issue now where basically if I have any food at all, it's straight on my chest. And he's like looking at me, looking in my mouth. And, and I mean, it's coveted love. But oh, I, I mean, the younger one, the two-year-old, absolutely. And actually, I almost adopted Bear because Oliver had him before I was with him. But Bear, yes. bless him, because one of the issues that small dogs have is their teeth. They start, you know, you've got to brush them all the time. They start to lose them. And Bear's had a total of 11 out, which it sounds like a lot. Oh, wow. He started with 42. But he's had a total of 11 out. And he does, he's got yeah. this sort of constant growl face at the moment. Um, oh. But what it does mean is that his breath does smell a bit like garbage. So I'm, he's not getting so close to me, but the other one, yeah. almost an unhealthy relationship with that dog. So that's a resounding yes. <laughs> it is. I don't, I don't want anyone to know, but who cares? Yes, I have. This is the know. place to let people know. Don't yeah, worry. Of course it is. Yeah. You're, in, you're in the safe yeah, place. Yeah, thank you. So this feels like therapy. I can, I'm, I'm Gareth. <laughs> I have an unhealthy relationship with my long-haired chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> On which note, we have to, uh, yes. I think, bring it to an end. Gareth, thank you so much for letting us into your yes. world. Yes, thank guys. Thanks for inviting me on. There you go, Gareth Locke. Gareth Locke. That was uh, brilliant to hear so much about someone who is probably, I think he's almost topping the charts. I seem to, just going from memory in terms of like unexpected eccentricity of dog ownership, I think maybe Fiona Allen, who actually, who cooks different recipes for her dogs. But it, yes, it is a good chart, isn't it? Maybe we should start it. Yeah, that's a great idea. I wasn't expecting Gareth to be quite so off the wall, really, like that. I mean, he. I mean, he clearly. Obviously, everyone that comes on is a dog lover to an extent, mm. but like you say, he he feeds the dogs from his mouth. <laughs> That's that's another level. It is a new level. We hadn't heard that before. And the the, the moisturising, the pores, although the I'm going to try yeah. that. Here's a confession. When Gareth said he sometimes feeds Aslan, his chihuahua, from his mouth by letting him pick little bits away, in the back of my mind, I thought, I might try that. Isn't that... <laughs> that's, my, that's how far I've gone. 
<laughs> You're in deep, Jack. And, um, you know, we live in the world of social media yeah. now. So if it if it's not filmed, it didn't happen. I'll be sending miles round. Yes, to secretly film it. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should do a program called Dogglebox, okay? So you're filming celebrities idea. with their dogs at home, isn't it? <laughs> Instead of watching those idiots talking about what's on telly. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's make let's it. Let's make that doggle box. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's right. uh, been good uh, Good to talk to you. And uh, thanks, everyone, yes, for always. listening to Oh My Dog. Every week we get all these insights from our guests and we hope that you're enjoying getting to know a different side of them through their relationships with their dogs. Yes, and don't forget to uh, stay in touch. We love that voice note today and uh, keep them coming by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com and also you can find us on Instagram at omdpod. We post all the best uh, dog clips on the internet, loads of extra content and videos there and you can send us your voice notes. Yes, and please, if you feel so inclined, do give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts yes. from because it helps us keep this going. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts. Podcasts.